The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the old 6010. Welcome to the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. We are on to the playoffs. How about that? The fantasy playoffs. Playoffs? 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 Playoffs. Not bad right there. We need a we need a better because I think Jim the the Jim Moore playoffs quote a little bit. I and I it's always like I feel like we need a we need a good, you know, a good gif or meme or whatever for a positive. Because that was always just like that came about because somebody in a press conference asked him about the playoffs, and he had just—I think they just lost a couple in a row. He was the Colts he, coach, he and was, they had been sputtering. And someone asked, you know, the, exactly the, the possibility that the playoffs were raised, and it was like, hold on, playoffs, like playoffs, the furthest thing from my mind. Playoffs, like we we're can't just win, a game. To win a game, right, right? Exactly. So that's where that. But it feels like you need something like you know that's like a positive because I it's feel like, like we have an opportunity a, here. Yeah, there's so, a lot. But we yeah. have on Saturday we have college football conference championship games sure sure and with a win really one of these four teams is any of these four teams is guaranteed a spot with a win lsu ohio state clemson obviously and georgia with the win i would presume is a guarantee for the college football playoff they would have just one loss to south carolina and they would have had the best win in college football this season over lsu so maybe one of those four teams one of those four teams because uh, at least one of them is guaranteed to win because LSU and Georgia play each other. Maybe one of them takes it upon themselves to, after the game, think of us, think of us, the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, and drop a positive playoff gift. Yeah, just like whatever. We're going to the playoffs. That would work. Something lame, like that-ish? I mean, the closest the closest one you I got. We, we can work on it. Can we work on that? Yeah, we, we can workshop work it? it? We can work on <laughs> a little bit. Like, I was going to say, the closest one I think of is like is Bart Scott. Can't wait! But that also can't but, wait. But is that any less tried and true than Jim Moore's playoff thing? No, it's a it's actually it is, overused. It, it, it is it is completely that. overused. But it's the closest thing that's out there that I feel like is a positive. Yeah, Keith recommends you like that from Kirk, oh, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Not bad, but that was people were making I fun mean, of same that. Same thing, right? Uh, I mean, our former colleague. Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. You do play to win the game. You play oh, to win the game. You know which one I like? What's that? Allen and Snyder, twenty twenty. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> For everyone else, yeah, <laughs> you are such. Just, could, you could also go like KG and, and do the anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, KG no. is crazy. KG is. Do you guys play a lead together or something? No, I just. I mean, like, I just as a longtime <laughs> Lakers fan, Kevin Garnett. He's an amazing player. I mean, you know, Hall of Famer, no doubt. But I, Kevin Garnett, as a Lakers fan, when he was with the Celtics, yeah, drove me crazy. You know, how there's just some players on opposing teams that yeah. you just that just that just drive you up a wall, that just get under your skin. Kevin Garnett, with like all his antics and like I'm like whatever. I don't mean to be all hot. Like I believe the I believe, and I've had this argument with Simmons on his podcast before. I think this. Uh, I think the Celtics rented that championship. They rented that championship with the big three. They did. They did. They rented that championship. And so whatever. And so Kevin Garnett acting like you've been there and you're part of the Celtics culture. Like you came in and whatever. Just 
you and Ray Allen, whatever. You guys run to the championship. It is no, what it is. Honestly, you got some good, you I, got some no, good hold calls. on now. Time on now. Great. Time on now. When you decide that you want to go in and one of all your dynasty fantasy leagues, do you say to yourself, I won a championship? Or do you say, well, I just rented, I rented this championship. Else. I love it. Like the you Lakers, know what I mean? The Lakers, who are led by LeBron James. Long time. Hall of Fame level Laker, LeBron yeah. James. Anthony Davis, one of the most esteemed Davises in all of Lakers history. Yeah. What are you, you going to say that, in June when they, they raise the banner? <laughs> What are you going to say when they would, you know what? Say, hey, you know how about the Lakers? That's right. Yeah. This one really, you know what? It's how about cool, Kyle Kuzma? We rented it. We rented Kyle Kuzma, this one. Kyle Kuzma's been a Laker his whole life. Yeah. You know, you know, he didn't rent Alex Caruso, not a rental. <laughs> not a rental. You know, at all. how about Contavious Caldwell Pope? We paid him 50 million bucks. Exactly. Does that mean he's rented? Right. No. Honestly, I mean, honestly, we paid him way too much. Yes. Yeah. We, we, and we can count as our own. Yeah. We call, you know what we call that? <laughs> FOL, friend of LeBron. Yeah. There you go. I look, I, um, I think that's a fair argument with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I agree with you. But I'm going back to at that time. Yeah. Kobe, who had been a Laker's entire career. Shaq, had been a, who had been a Laker for the majority of his career. Like, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. Most, I feel like the most of the Laker championships are not as rented as that one was. I they, mean, they it's played all, together it's all, for it's several all, years. Like, it, they played together for four years. They made the the NBA Finals. And I hate the way the Patriots have just been renting championships know, for the right? last like 10 years, too. No. I know. And football's a different sport. Football's right. a different sport. Dale Rivas rented anyway, a championship. Anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm uh, people are going crazy and whatever. We're not talking about football. Whatever. I just All I'm just going to say is that hey, the button, Kevin Daniel. Garnett drives me crazy. Rewind. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the Instant Replay. Monday Night Football was a good game last night. Really good game. The Seahawks come out on top 37-30. to They're now tied with both the Saints and the 49ers for the best record in the NFC. They have the number two seed as things currently stand. Let's get to the takeaways from this game, Matthew. Uh, Chris Carson had a monster game, as did his backfield mate Rashad Penny. So Carson, whatever. You kind of know what you're getting out of Chris Carson. As long as he doesn't fumble, he's going to play a lot. But I, I mean, I, listen. But I, I see. I disagree. I don't. Um, uh, I don't necessarily think that we knew what we were going to get out of Chris Carson. We were hopeful that he would be the guy. But I think there was some concern that the fumbling issues and how well Rashad Penny had played in the previous week might limit Chris Carson. And didn't Chris Carson look like Chris Carson? So twenty-four total touches. He played uh, played the most snaps of any running back. Over 100 yards, he gets into the end zone. So if you have Chris Carson, I think you should be very encouraged by last night's performance, despite the fact Rashad Penny became a thing last night okay, in a real so way. That's the real question then. Rashad Penny, is it a thing? Because he's back, back-to-back games in which he's combined for over 200 rushing yards, three total touchdowns. Yesterday he had 19 total touches for 107 total yards. Good enough for 26.7 fantasy points because he had two touchdowns as well. They run the football as much as anybody in the NFL. They are so uh, tied and tethered to running the ball and establishing it that you know they're going to both see the enough football. Uh, like a world exists where both of them see the football enough that they can be useful. So, are we at the point now where Chris Carson? Obviously, okay. I feel like you you pretty clearly know what you're going to get out of him. Um, but how about Rashad Penny? Like, is he a flex consideration already? Is he a top twenty five running back? Is this the most? startable two-back backfield in the foot in the NFL right now? I believe so. Interesting, You yeah. think about the Seattle Seahawks, sixth in the NFL in rush percentage, and we're going to talk about the, the pass catchers coming up here in a second, but uh, to the, you know, you know, to the detriment of Tyler Lockett and the fantasy value of some of the pass catchers, it has become very run-heavy, and I think if the Seahawks could play every game like they played Monday night, 
they would do it. So Rashad Penny gets um, 19 total touches, 107 yards. You mentioned the two touchdowns. He had he played four less snaps than Chris Carson. So right. I mean, like it wasn't now. The touch one of the touchdowns was kind of a cheap gimme because Carson had run it all the way down, had a had a very impressive run, and then they're like on the two yard line, they just sort of give it to Penny. But the second touchdown, the 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 reception pass, yeah. was was a terrific play by Rashad Penny. It was probably like a twelve, fifteen yard run, something like that. It was like a little bit of a screen pass and Penny did most of the work. And and so I don't know. I, I just sort of feel like, yeah, Rashad Penny, who's available in more than fifty percent of ESPN leagues, I would assume he is the top. Of the free agent finds column, um, he is number two behind. Okay. We'll talk about number one in just a moment. All right, on the other side of the coin here for in a second. We'll talk about that. Um, but I, we have a question from Keith regarding these two Seahawks running backs. Yeah, Omar in the chat just wanted to know: um, Is it crazy to start both Penny and Carson since many people have handcuffed him? No, not crazy at all. Especially if you play in like a multi flex league. I think Super there's definitely going to be a lot of people that will be playing. Uh, well, but I, if, if not, not including quarterbacks. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that there are going to be a lot of people that will be starting both Seahawks running backs, and you might as well just sort of cannibalize or not uh, prevent cannibalizing, yeah. right? Like take all the points, take all the Seahawks yeah. running backs points. Now, now they're playing the Rams this week, and the Rams are, you know, have been a better run defensive of, as of late. They're eleventh yeah. against the run over the last. Held four David weeks. Johnson in check last week. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but um, no, but like, but the. But still, I think when you think about the last Rams Seahawks game, you you know two good offenses. You expect points to be scored here, and so my expectation is yes. I don't think it is. A, you know, you'll see when the rankings come out later. But I think, both, depending on your situation, it. I don't think it is crazy to start both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny as your running back. I agree on that one. Really impressive from Penny. Glad they didn't give up on that guy because there was some speculation they would try to trade him before the deadline. Clearly, the Seahawks know what they have in this awesome young player. They Tyler certainly Lockett. Do, they certainly do now. So Tyler Lockett is, I, I think, about as confusing Dude. of a player as there is in fantasy football in this regard. All right, so Tyler Lockett's apex is one of the 12 or 15 best wide receivers in football. There's a lot of good wide receivers. Maybe that's overshooting it just a little bit, but he's a really, really talented player. He yes. is so fast. Russell Wilson has so much chemistry with him on not just design plays, but plays that break down. But he is as Jekyll and Hyde as we will see, Matthew, and he has zero top 50 wide receiver finishes in his past three games. Beyond that, like when matchups look like they should be in his favor, he still struggles. And I don't, like, I'm not saying it's necessarily his fault. I understand he was sick last night. He was battling the flu. But the tricky part with Lockett is that it's hard to evaluate the matchup and say, this is going to be a bad Tyler Lockett week versus this is going to be a week where he has a chance to go off. I would just be confused right now if I was debating Tyler Lockett's merits for my lineup in week one of the playoffs. Last three games, four for 54. Like, four for 54 is a bad game. Right. That's Tyler Lockett's total three stats games. over the last three games. Incredible. He's gotten one deep reception on five deep targets in those three games. Like, this is a guy that's one of the best deep threats in the NFL yep. with a quarterback that obviously has a great – uh, you know, has great deep accuracy and loves to throw it deep, especially to Tyler Lockett. One reception more than 15 yards down the field in the last three games, just five targets of that say His target share the last three games is 10%. Prior to that was 25%. I mean, that was one of the arguments for Tyler Lockett coming into the season. He was a sleeper for me and a lot of other people was just like, hey, no Doug Baldwin. Like, you know, a lot of, at the time they didn't have Josh Gordon. We weren't yeah. sure what you're going to get out of DK Metcalf. You were like, it's going to be, 
it's going to be the Tyler Lockett show. And for a long time there, it was field. And now you sit here and you go, whatever we think the Seahawks offense should be, it's clear what they want it to be, which is run first. Which Brian Schottenheimer wants to run the ball. He wants to control the clock. Look, Russell's going to be Russell, but at some point, you know, you, you, you sort of go, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, he, Seahawks are sixth in rush percentage in the NFL, and I think seeing what they got out of Rashad Penny, my guess is that number goes up. They play the Rams next week. You would assume that Jalen Ramsey's going to shadow Tyler Lockett. He's gone, he's gone into yeah. the slot some more, more but recently than so not. so unique in terms I know. of his play style that I don't even know if you'd bother. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is this, you know, he's Goliath amongst sure, cornerbacks. Tyler Lockett, he's speedy guy. Pocket Lockett. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, so yeah, tiny. Of course. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, maybe not. Maybe they try to bracket him. I, I don't know what they're going to do. And, but here, here's my question to you. So the last three weeks, yep. he's been brutal, right? Yeah. Outside the top 50 over the last three weeks. We just talked about it. Four for 54 combined in the last three weeks. You've made the playoffs. Yeah. It is win or go home time. Are you starting Tyler Lockett? I think this week? I'm like, I'm literally thinking about it until Sunday morning and deciding all the usual caveats apply. Depends on my other options. But right now, so it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're not actually making the decision yourself sure. because you can get very honed in on like, Hey, I'm choosing to sit. Making this up here, Tyler Lockett in favor of Jamal Williams, right? Like who the upside's not the same, right? But Jamal Williams seems to have a steady floor right now. Yeah. Like then yeah, I think we're at that point, Matthew. You're gonna be debating because um no matter what the matchup looks like, no matter how talented Tyler Lockett is, four catches for fifty four yards over the last three games speaks for itself. Whether he's been banged up with the leg injury, whether it's because he was sick last night. A lot of guys are dealing with stuff right now. It's the playoffs. I think, speaking generally, it's a, it's a conversation. I, I don't want to make it a wholesale, you have to start him, you have to sit him. Um, but you're thinking hard about it. You are the, thinking long and hard about I, it. I think the takeaway here, Field, is I agree with everything, things, everything you said. I think it depends on sort of your who else you have, what your other options are. Honestly, who your opponent is. Do you need to swing for the fences, or do you feel pretty good about where you are? Like that, yeah. um, are you in an ESPN Standard League where it's a two-week playoff, where you have a little bit more of a cushion in case you do start him in and he sure. has another goose egg, right? So I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. But I think the big takeaway here, Field, is that Tyler Lockett, who a month ago was not only a, was a set-it-and-forget-it wide receiver one, is now a question mark. Yeah. He's no longer a must-start. He's now a maybe and that's shocking to me, given how well Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense is playing in general. Nice game for DK Matnap. I mean, you know, like, fine. had the, had the fumble, fine. but he was fine. Came, you know, within like two yards of getting into the end zone. You know, could have been a, a really big gay, uh, day for DK Metcalf. But I think he was fine. I To me, the only, the only two takeaways from the Seahawks last night are, you know, Rashad Penny is the real deal. Um, you know, he built on what he had done last week and Tyler Lockett. Oh my goodness. Tell the story that you told me before we got on the air. Uh, so I was doing spanning company radio right. yesterday and the sure, producer, sure. Stash Sankey was telling me, and he sort of made a joke before the show began. He said, uh, yeah, you know, I got a, all I need to win my matchup this week for playoff to get, positioning to get into the playoffs, right? Or something uh, like that. Yeah. Playoff positioning. Right. He clarified and told me after the fact, I just need Tyler Lockett to have fewer than 0.2 points. You know, I retorted very much tongue-in-cheek back, like, oh, yeah, you never know what can happen. (laughs) He got zero points. Can you imagine that? Like, you needed to win. Like, you're up by .2. You're done. The other guy has Tyler Tyler Lockett. Lockett. 
And so you're sitting there that whole game going, just no catch, no yeah. like no bubble screen, nothing. I had somebody else. And I'm mad. I mean, that's all, and I'm sure there's who needed Diggs to outscore Lockett by 11.2 points last night. They did not quite get there, but imagine that heartache too, right? Oh. You're like Lockett at zero. It's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah Diggs dig should have. Uh, yes, yeah, he should. I mean, have. that's right. It was. Uh, yeah. It I was, just want to say this. Yeah. I like my efficiency rate. With Russell Wilson is now higher than Tyler Lockett. So I would just like to to Good state point. that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if the Seahawks charity. are You're looking for a wide receiver to stretch right? the field, like I'm just saying, Daniel Daniel played in the charity uh, flag I, football I game with Russell Wilson and caught a, a touchdown, touchdown pass. Yeah, yes, and a two point conversion and a number of other passes. Russ and I were really simpatico. How many you know, points is that in uh, in PPR leagues? Um, I would have had five plus probably another 40 yards. So let's say five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown and a two point conversion. I mean, I'd have been pushing right there. Wow. Yeah. It's a nice day. Why pretty pretty good fantasy week. Yeah. 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 Very, very nice. Was he, uh, cause you heard him mic'd up. Was he like that on the sideline too? Like, let's go. Let's finish this. Oh, yeah. Let's win. Let's yeah. get this. He looked at me. He was like, I got you. I got you, boy. I got you. Who is, is Russell Wilson? Like, I think Russell Wilson is Mr. Feeney on a football field. Do you guys remember Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World? <laughs> of course. Like, the single, like, boy, or girl head crush. person ever. Yeah. Russell Wilson, he literally, all he speaks in is, is cliches and, like, it's all it is, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's all cliches. Yeah. yeah. It, but, but you know something? He's awesome at football. He's 10 and 2, incredibly successful, two sport athlete if he wanted to be, married to a beautiful woman. Good for you, Russell Wilson. Yeah. You keep on winning. I've met him once in real life. Of course. Um, no, I, I was just going to I'm not doing that to name drop. I'm just going to no, say. No, me too. Yeah, I met him once in real life. That's too. good. That's I good. Point. Both you and I have. Uh, Field has it. I found him to be not as, uh, he was much more personable in person than, uh, you know, than he, than maybe he necessarily comes Always across super personal. For the, with his persona, his public persona. Gotcha. Was, okay. You know, but by the way, but everything, the, the positives that you see, like genuinely nice, yeah, humble dude. Yeah. Genuinely nice, humble dude. Like no legit, question about that. Legit good guy. Uh, do you know hiring is challenging? But there's one place you can go where My hiring is simple. That. That's true. Fast and smart. And growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow with her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can too by signing up Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones than find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised she found qualified candidates so quickly and was able to hire a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for how much? For free at our web address at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. Let's move over to the Vikings, who in this game, they score 30 points, but Really, uh, we saw one of the one of the scarier sights for fantasy football players out there, which was Dalvin Cook, actually, and Stephon Diggs going down on the same play. Diggs got up and returned to the game. Cook did not return to the game. Dalvin Cook suffered a shoulder injury, which cost him the entirety of uh, our, the rest of the game after the play took place. And after the game, Matthew, he said, "I'm good. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play in Week 14." Now. 
Let me start here. A lot of players say right after the game, I'm good, I'm going to play the following week. Stefania talks about this frequently. Adrenaline, things like that, there's a lot at stake right now. They're 8-4, and four. they have to scratch and claw to stay right there in the NFC North mix. But Alexander Madison last night was a glimpse into what is arguably the most valuable handcuff player in fantasy football this season. 100%. 100%. Well, we've talked about this all season long, Field, and that, like, if you have Alex, that, that Alexander Madison should be rostered in 100% of leagues because Dalvin Cook is rostered in 100% of leagues, and that if anything were to happen to Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison would immediately become a top 10 fantasy running back. Vikings, the third heaviest run offense in the NFL. Uh, Alexander Madison has had five different games with eight or more carries this season. He averages over five yards a carry. He's a good player. I, I mean, like, the Vikings lead the NFL in red zone rush percentage. They like to throw, they like to run when they get in close. And you saw it last night just from the eye test. Like, is he as good as Dalvin Cook? No, but I don't think there's much of a drop off. Like, yeah. he ran with explosiveness. He caught the ball well. Like, I didn't feel like the Vikings offense suffered in a significant way when Dalvin Cook had to leave this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't we don't say that as in like an undercutting Dalvin Cook. No, Dalvin they, Cook's terrific. And they got things done. Obviously, when you're playing from a significant deficit, sometimes defenses will alter how they scheme against you. But sure. yeah, I thought that Alexander Madison basically checked off every box that you could want to see from him if he has to fill in for Dalvin Cook again. Yeah. If he fills in for Dalvin Cook this Sunday, they play the Lions. Dalvin Cook, again, saying he's going to play, but we'll wait and see on that one. I think Alexander Madison is a top 10 play amongst running backs. 100%. Yeah, he is a top 10, maybe 12, depending on how the matchups shake oh, out for other players. He, top tw- 10 or 12 would, option. He Easy top 10. He would be an easy... If Dalvin Cook were ruled out of this game against the Lions, he would easily be a top 10 play for me. Uh, and so it's one of those things. Like So we had to tape something for the fantasy show earlier before the show, and I'm curious. So is Alexander Madison your number one pickup on he the waiver is wire? He number one pickup on the waiver wire. And here's why, Matthew. Okay. Is that while I do like Rashad Penny a lot, and Rashad Penny definitely is going to be – you can make the case that Rashad Penny has more guaranteed weeks of value, right? Because in theory, 100%. nothing has to happen for Rashad Penny to play each of the next four weeks. Rashad uh, Penny is definitely getting work the next four weeks. We, we think, right? Whereas right, I mean, I never know. They're but, fickle in Seattle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Alexander Madison, if Dalvin Cook plays next week, I'm not starting him, obviously. Correct. But if Al, if Dalvin Cook sits, like you have a guaranteed, again, a player that we think is a set it, forget it running back until Dalvin Cook returns. So here's, so this just goes sort of what we were talking about with Tyler Lockett, right? It just goes to what you need. Mm. If you're telling me, you're like, hey, man, I'm so banged up at running back and I lost this guy or I lost that guy. I need somebody to start for me this week. And waivers are going to run tonight. So I don't have the choice. I don't have the luxury of waiting to find out. I need somebody that's going to play this week. I need somebody that's going to play this week. Like Rashad Penny's going to play this week. Darius Geis, who's available in about 45% of leagues, you know, yeah. see if he's out there. You're, he's going to play this week. Uh, the expectation at the moment is that Benny Snell will play this week. We, right. we don't think James Conner's going to play, but we don't know just yet. Um, you know, uh, let me think. I, I would uh, think Raheem, we, Raheem yeah. Mostert will get some run this yeah. week. So, to me, guys like that, right, uh, become more in the mix. Having said that, however, if you're just like, you know what, I got my two starters, I'm good, um, I'm starting Carson and Gurley or whatever, um, I, I'm good with, you know, sort of who I got, so I got decent running backs, I don't have great running backs, but I'm decent there, um, but you know what, I'm going to swing for the fences with Alexander Madison, who could have no value this week, or could be 
the best guy of this lot, yeah. then he becomes your number one pickup. So I think it really depends on sort of what your team has, what you need, and what you need specifically for this week. But I, I don't think you and I disagree on this point, which is that if Dalvin Cook, if we found out later today that Dalvin Cook's injury, we're going to keep him out the rest of the season, Alexander Madison is a league winner. He would be the best waiver wire ad of the entire season. 100%. I mean, maybe absent Devontae Parker because Parker's been, you know, he's been Good giving for it to longer. you for, for 10 weeks or whatever it is, but still... I would think that Madison, the potential for him to be the four-week top 10 running back is so substantial. Hard to ignore that. So I think that's how I would just approach waivers is just sort of depending on what Fair you enough. need. But we both agree that Madison is the upside play. Penny is the more solid, like, if you need production this week, guy so, to grab. A few pieces of news here to mention as well. And by the way, the Seahawks, as we said, 10-2, and two, the Vikings 8-4. and four. So two teams that could see each other at some point later on again this season a few pieces of news here and let's begin in atlanta and this affects waivers as well because some of these guys have been dropped in leagues sure yeah uh, you're talking about the player we're about to talk about yes right now? sir yeah. austin hooper is someone to keep an eye on he's back at practice is hooper uh for the falcons they have four games left so a player who uh was the number one tight end in fantasy prior to that injury and at the time of the injury some wondered hey is he even going to bother coming back given that the Falcons were down and out, and that Hooper, as I've mentioned several times on this podcast, is set to become a free agent, absent the Falcons using a franchise tag on him, and I think in line for one of, if not the largest payday ever for a tight end in NFL history. you've been consistent on that. He, though, is headed to, or he's back at practice, Matthew. A good sign here, and they've got four games left. This is pretty simple. Uh, I guess... There's not really a fantasy actionable other than if you were wise enough to uh, hold on to him, you're going to be rewarded. If he, for some reason, was dropped in your league because somebody got impatient, Matthew, my guess is that he was already added by somebody else. But just go take a look. We can check what the roster percentage is to see where he's at. But maybe he's available in a handful of leagues, and it might be worth taking a look. Now, most competitive leagues, he probably is not, but just you never know. You never know because Things there was some the there cracks. was some discussion, and I, I to be honest, I'm I'm surprised by his return. There was some thought at the time of the injury was just like as a, as a free agent, as the with the team going the way they are, why is this guy going to come back? Yeah. Well, and I, we talked about this at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty-two uh, teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, he's got to answer to those guys and these competitors, and these are players who want to give uh, their everything. They want to show, by the way, that I know I was hurt early in the season. But I'm back. 10% available is Austin Hooper. So most likely he's not available in your competitive league, but you never know. Just go take a look there for Austin Hooper. Much before Austin Hooper got hurt, John Ross got hurt for the Bengals, and he was playing pretty well. He was explosive down the yep. field for Cincinnati. Remember that massive week one, solid again in week two. Um, he was wide receiver two through week two this season as a top 10 wide receiver in both of those games. So is there value now, Matthew? Are we so far removed from that that you think things have changed where John Ross really doesn't have value for week 14? Correct. So so it's it's two sort of questions, okay. right, for me. So number one is, does he have value? Yes, he has value. Okay, yep. But in terms of reality, yep. okay, so they played Cleveland this week. I can't imagine starting him this week. In a playoff game, we haven't seen it. The offense hasn't been great. Like, we think it's better under Andy Dalton, but it's been an inconsistent offense. Yeah. And so, I, to me, it just, would does he play a full complement of snaps? Like, I, I'd be very nervous about starting John Ross in a playoff game this week. Yeah. Like, 
in the War Room League, uh, where you and I are both in the playoffs, 16 teams, it is like dire, right? And I've, I've got like James Conner and Evan Ingram banged up. And so, and we play an extra flex in that league. So, uh, like, it's a super deep league with big rosters and like there's nothing on the waiver wire. Like, I can't imagine starting John Ross for my playoff team this week. And I need a, I need a flex because again, I don't think I'm going to get Connor or Ingram back. Right. Um, and so, and Jalen Samuels has been blah. So I don't think you're starting him this week. Next week he plays New England. Yeah. Now week 16, he's at Miami. So could you grab him and stash him till week 16 and see how the next two weeks play out? But I just, I just, in terms of reality, that's a long time to carry a guy, especially when roster spots are so valuable at this time of the year. I don't mind it if you've got the spot. I don't mind grabbing and stashing and, and seeing what happens in the next two weeks. Then you've got him for the Miami game in week 16. But I'd be nervous starting him this week, and I can't imagine starting him against the Patriots. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, speculative ad, not a bad guy to stash on your bench if you have the roster flexibility, but not a must-add by any stretch. Daniel wants to talk about TJ Hawkinson. He's been placed on injured reserve. Um, I don't think anybody was really starting him. Yeah, that's it. He's going to be a good player for the Lions for a long time. I, I just wanted you to say it. I just... Disappointing season in some yeah. ways after yeah. a red-hot start. Yeah. But, um, but similar to the Lions in general. Mm-hmm. Disappointing season after a good start. Yeah. In fairness to Matthew, that's actually a decent way to describe it. It really is. Really good start. Not so great finish. Yep. Hawkinson goes tough. on IR. A lot of names on the waiver wire. We'll talk about some later at the tight end spot. Just to quickly retort or work backwards, uh, both Kyle Rudolph and Jacob Hollister qualify for the waiver wire column and make it. Both of those guys were effective last night. Rudolph with a late surge to end up with, I believe, 16 fantasy points. Your tight end, we mentioned this War Room League, the 16-team War Room League. So my tight ends in that league have been Evan Ingram and Darren Waller, and I was all proud of myself coming out of the out of the draft for grabbing those two guys, and Ingram was great, and obviously Waller's been the, a baller. But you and Matt Harrington, the Irish twins, have pieced it together with Mike Gesicki yeah. and Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. It's been unbelievable, the production you've gotten from your like bottom-of-the-barrel tight ends. Yeah, they've, they've been effective. Both of them have been really good. I think that Rudolph is a little bit dependent upon Adam Thielen's availability. I just feel like there are more targets right yeah. now with Thielen out. And now Gesicki, I think, with Preston Williams out, and he's out for the full season, there's just a lot of volume there in Miami. He continues to throw the football. And they, again— they can't run the ball. They can't run it. They, they literally, I think they have like an historically bad running offense. What do you got, Daniel? Just as like a part of this news conversation, we did not, you can tell me you have no idea about any of this, but the idea that Gardner Minshew is going to come back and be the starting quarterback for the Jags, does that Great mean anything? Social media channels. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw Go that. Go check out, uh, I noticed, have you noticed, by the way, Daniel, have you uh, noticed that Field, so Field has two photos of him dressed as Gardner Minshew. He does, yeah. He yep. has a photo of himself here in the podcast studio mm-hmm. uh, when he dressed up for uh, for Halloween, and then he has a picture that he took in front of the the sort of the famous ESPN sign, correct? That's in uh, DC two. Um, that a lot of people that when they come to visit ESPN, they sort of take a picture of. And that one, he's got unnaturally, uncomfortably hairy legs, and so he's gotten he's been body shamed. He's They're been, natural. He's been leg haired. They're natural. He's been he's been shamed on the internet. Yeah. For how hairy his legs are. Accurate. Rightfully so. And so, uh, I have noticed that as Minshew mania, mania has come back into vogue. What uh, Field has done has he has not gone with the body shaming photo. He's gone with the the one here in the uh, the, the podcast. Oh, interesting. First, a couple things here. First of all, okay. First, let me, let me defend myself in sure. a couple of ways. Uh, when I the most recent time that I won the red zone bump, which is on Fantasy Football Now, where Correct. they play 
a picture or a video of you. Whoever uh, whoever won the previous week gets sort of uh, right a pictures and videos of yes. you leading into that segment on I TV. I specifically sent in that photo. The you did hairy leg one to be played. You did. Second of all, Matthew, unlike you, yes, like, sir. Every time Patrick Mahomes breathes. You post the photo on Instagram, like of the one time that you met Patrick. It's been up there like eight times. Like, I've met him twice. There's a rule on Instagram. No, NBD, but I've okay. met him twice. Right. Interviewed NBD, him once, correct. met him right. twice. So what? how it works, Daniel, phone is that when you NBD. play or when you post a photo on Instagram, you post it once and that's it. Like you just post it once. So I'm not going to repost the same photo. And by the way, I have. Okay. First off, this is not true at all. I mean, I, I, first off, I completely cop to reusing photos. I reuse photos all the time. It's not right. just with Patrick Mahomes. Like, I've used a photo of me and Josh Allen multiple times. I've used a photo of me and Baker Mayfield multiple Darius times. Geis, yeah. Right, exactly. You love those. I have photo, I've used photos of me and you. I've, I, there's a photo of you and I at a Jimmy Buffett concert where you're shirtless. I've used that multiple times. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah. What a thirst trap that photo is, too, right. by the way. I mean, those Thank abs you. for days field. Thirst trap. Total thirst trap. <laughs> 100%. Wow. But, so I totally cop to that. But you, like, I don't want to hear it about like you reuse you re, you reuse photos all the time. Oh, I do a hundred percent. I do. By the way, I have seen photos of you and Chapin at your wedding multiple times, and it's a beautiful photo. It's gorgeous. You both look great, and it's a happy day. It's Here's a happiest challenge. day of your life. Here's a challenge. I got, I'm I'm Go good ahead. with it. I'm okay. not shaming you for no, 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 it. No, 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 no. Don't no, claim no, no. you never use no, 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 no. it. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like anybody, anybody who's listening to the podcast right now, or yes, you, sir. take the rest of the podcast off. Go through my feed and find one time. On Instagram that I reused a photo. Just to be One. fair, he does not have the authority to, to tell you to take the rest of the podcast off before you get any oh, ideas. Man. I'm sorry. Oh, he man. just I'm sorry, Field. You I know. was excited for a if second. If somebody could find a repeat, I would love for someone to send you, the repeat to you. In the, uh, yeah. your Instagram stories. You repeat them in your Instagram stories. Sometimes you repeat them on other vo- channels of social media. Uh, you know, I started this with an actual question. I, I just want to say that I want to poll if, if have, have people seen the same photos from Field before. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Again, I'm, put it out I'm there. defying we'll you. To find, I'm, de- I'm defying you to find the same photo. Please. Okay. Yes. So the Jaguars named uh, Garner Minshew the starting quarterback yeah. for the rest of the year. Field, just from an NFL perspective, like, is there a way for them to get out of this Nick Foles contract? Like, is Nick Foles done in Jacksonville and potentially going somewhere else? And oh, oh. does this have any like dynasty implications? Do you believe from that standpoint? There is a chance that there is a way that they could move on from Nick Foles this offseason. He would take or he would incur a $13 million dead money cap hit if they trade him. But that happens. But why do first of all, but the the Jaguars have, they've been down this road literally this past offseason when they cut Blake Bortles. Like they've done bad quarterback contracts. They've done a lot of bad contracts. That's why they're always picking like the top five. Um, Yeah, it's possible. Like that, that to me is why this is the easy, the reason why they're starting Gardner Minshew is simple. They need to figure out whether Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback for a long time in the NFL. And if he is, bye-bye, Nick Foles, because you're not bringing Nick Foles back to be a $22 million per year backup. You just aren't. That's not how it works in the NFL, except for when he was there with Philly for that one year. And that was insurance because Carson Wentz was already hurt and you felt like you had a Super Bowl-ready roster. And in that year, you were right. We're taking a quick break. I wonder if I wonder if they could trade him. And also, since I don't, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, I think, yes. I think, given how bad the quarterback position is, and given Nick Foles' success in this league, of course, they could try. Bad, I feel like what I said, they may not get a lot for him, but they could get I'll, something I'll, for him. They can get something for him for sure. They could definitely. Teams are going to say, "Oh, look at what happened with Ryan Tannehill this past year." Yeah, the, the, the Titans took a very low risk decision and turned it into maybe. I mean, Tannehill could get. 
twenty million. He could get a Nick Foles contract this offseason. But I think that's my question. Is probably like, from the Redskins. My my non insider brain is like, how are you going to trade a, a backup quarterback with a twenty million dollars contract? Guys, the, the the league, what he is viewed as, is not as a backup, right? The league would view him as one of the top twenty to twenty five or so quarterbacks. Whereas they'd say, all right. Jacksonville understanding that like they've got potentially three years at like a one point eight million dollars total for Jacksonville uh for Gardner Minshew. Like, hey, space. we yep. could pay yep. a guy six hundred thousand bucks for the next three years, or who who is close to Nick Foles, but the gap between Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles is not twenty one million dollars per season. Sure. You know? So um, plus, you're too smart to be in this stupid plus, podcast field. Like, why aren't you really doing is. something for real with your life? I'll try. I, I, I've told him that many times. Okay. <laughs> he refuses to listen to me. Can I take the rest of the podcast? No, no. neither one of you have that authority. Okay, fine. We're taking a quick break. We're coming right back with some cool news. He's field Uh, some important news here at ESPN because V Week is actually two weeks. It's from December 3rd to December 14th. Of course, today begins our uh, really important 11 days ahead. We ask our viewers to give because people give to people, not causes. Uh, the V Foundation was found, excuse me, V Week was founded in 1993 by ESPN and the late Jim Valvano, legendary NC State basketball coach and an ESPN commentator. And I'm just going to say this real quickly. I can't imagine you haven't, but if you, for some reason, never watch the Jim Valvano speech, it go, you can go to V.org to watch it. It's on YouTube as sure. well. But go to V.org and watch it. I assure you, I promise you, if you listen to no other advice I give you this entire year, it will be the best 11 minutes you spend today, this week, all year. I watch it at least two or three times a year, and it gives me I, – I, I could probably recite it by heart – I've seen it so many times, and it gives me goosebumps every single time. It is one of the all-time great moments in in sports and pop culture, and it's an incredible. Uh, when you watch it, you understand why the V Foundation exists and why we celebrate to this day the life of Jim Valvano. It is terrific, and a hundred percent. Excuse me. We award a hundred percent of direct donations to cancer research programs. The V Foundation's endowment covers administrative expenses. And I don't think people understand how important that is because too many times with the charity, what happens is, is that, uh, you know, like you donate all this money, but people go uh, for, you know, for, they got to pay for advertising. They got to pay for, you know, the people that are the salaries of the people that are running the organization. And so much of the, like a hundred percent, like you put in a hundred bucks, a hundred dollars goes to cancer research. The, everything else, the, the advertisements you see for the V Foundation, the salaries for all the people that run the V Foundation, the, the, the paper clips in the Xerox machine at the V Foundation headquarters, all paid for by this endowment. So 100% of your donations go to fighting cancer. Uh, the V Foundation has awarded more than $250 million in research grants, and there are over 17 million cancer survivors today in the U.S. They are some of the strongest people you will ever meet. But And survival rates for many cancers actually continue to rise and increase because of this research and this funding for the research. Since 2015, ESPN has helped raise over $10 million for the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund. The groundbreaking Minority Cancer Research Initiative funds outstanding minority researchers and also research that explores the biology behind why some cancers are more likely to occur, more aggressive, or harder to treat in some minority populations. Again, we ask our viewers, our listeners, those who support us to give because people give to other people, 
not causes. Head to v.org slash donate to help give people a better chance. And if you love all the theme songs that we have here, you can email a copy of your V Foundation donation receipt to 06010, that's 06010, music at gmail.com, and Kit and Chip will email you all of the theme songs we have. And there are many. Field, Matthew, Stefania, Daniel, Mike, Keith, Kyle, quite Bill the Barnwell. Album. There's a Bill Barnwell one, too. Bill there Barnwell. is a Bill Barnwell one. I'm not sure one. if that's included or not. I'm They'll sure throw Kit in the Bill Chip Barnwell one, I'm sure. glad to indulge those who are looking forward to it. I so, know when we did this with Kit and Chip last time that they raised over $1,000 just by that. people wanting to be able to have the theme songs that they've created Very for this cool. show. So like $1,000 from nothing is incredible, and, guys. And, and the other thing is, is that I've done this I've done this for years, but so if you'd like to, if I have blocked you on social media, because sometimes, sometimes people get too much, and yeah. so if I have blocked you on social media, that includes Twitter, that includes Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, uh, I haven't blocked anyone on TikTok yet. But if I blocked you on social media and you would like to be unblocked, you're like, you know, I had a bad moment or, you know, I was just joking with you and you took it the wrong way or whatever reason. If you would like to be unblocked, donate to uh, the V Foundation, V.org. Whatever amount you can afford, we can all afford different amounts. So whatever amount you can afford, just make a donation to the V Foundation and send a copy of that receipt along with your social media handle to unblock me at ESPN.com. Okay. Unblock me at ESPN.com. And I will unblock you. What has happened over the years, Field, and I make no promises. The only one I can promise is me. If you do that, I will unblock you. What has happened over the years is sometimes people have emailed in and said, hey, listen, you've never blocked me. But, you know, I made a I made a dumb comment to so-and-so, to Field Yates, and Field blocked me. And could you ask Field if he would be willing to unblock me? And I have done that. I make no promises. There have been one or two people that I've made that request to, and that, those people have said, no, I still want to keep them blocked. Because I just don't know what the interaction is and I can't control it. But I can make the request. I can make the request. So anyway, it's just, it's a small little way again, um, to, uh, to try to raise some money. It's a great foundation. It's the best thing that we do here at ESPN, bar none, v.org. Uh, you know, don't give up. Don't ever give up. We have already covered what I believe to be the best of the waiver wire, but let's dive into it a little bit more, Matthew and, you want to take the leads here? You can yeah, sure. uh, play host for the next couple of minutes. That'll be very exciting. Uh, look, Field, you write the free agent finds column available now on ESPN.com and the ESPN app. I'm a company man. And we always know injuries create opportunities, and so there's certainly an opportunity in Indianapolis. There is. Right now it's basically Jack Doyle and a bunch of leftovers. I actually saw this incredible stat. Uh, or note, I should say, that all of the wide receivers and tight ends that were available for the Colts this past Sunday entered the league as undrafted free agents. How about that? Not a single draft pick amongst the players uh, that were available for Indy. But Zach Pascal has emerged uh, for the Colts as the best non-T.Y. Hilton wide receiver for them so far this season. He's coming off of another 100-yard effort. And I get it. Earlier on this year, we trumpeted for Zach Pascal after he had a couple of solid games when T.Y. Hilton was out, and then he had a dud, and people are saying to themselves, how could you possibly trust him again? The answer is, hey, we're not entirely sure, but at least he plays against the Bucks this upcoming weekend, and he seems to have more of a rapport with Jacoby Brissett than any other Colts wide receiver except for T.Y. Hilton. So if you're looking for some wide receiver help, look for Zach Pascal. Yeah, you can't ask for a better matchup than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in fact, each of his next three games 
field comes against a team that's bottom 11 in the NFL in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So as long as T.Y. Hilton is out and everything we're hearing is no timetable is for his return. And the last thing I saw from Frank Reich was like, we're not going to put him on IR. Like the fact that that's even a discussion point lets you know that Four it may left, be yeah. it may be a little bit of time before we see T.Y. Hilton back up there. And until we do, Zach Pascal is the number one guy. Fantasy Trends is brought to you by our friends at TD Ameritrade Field. And we saw a guy on Thanksgiving that raised some eyebrows. Sure did. Anthony Miller for the Bears had 140 yards on nine catches. Good enough for 23 fantasy points. For the past three games, he has 33 targets and 21 catches. That's four more catches than he had for the entire season prior to that player they traded up for in the draft last year, up into the second round to select him out of Memphis. Now, obviously, the Bears, um, their draft record has been, at times, a little bit sketchy recently with sketch with uh, these skill Body players, down. right? I mean, David Montgomery has been better of late, but did not promise or did not deliver in the way that so many hoped for him to, to deliver this season. But Anthony Miller has been solid for the Bears the matchup is fine on Sunday. As a matter of fact, Thursday. every matchup, excuse me, Thursday against the Cowboys, yes. Every matchup going fi- forward for the Bears is fine. And Mitch Trubisky is flawed. He's imperfect. I think he needs to be replaced this offseason. But he has been better of late. So Anthony Miller, a name to keep an eye on in Chicago. Especially with Taylor Gabriel banged up. Their tight end position has been, that's been yeah. banged up as well. And so Anthony Miller, who's due for some positive touchdown regression. He scored a lot last year. He yeah. hasn't gotten in the, in the end zone nearly as much. But to your point, they are looking for him a lot. And it does seem like there's some signs of life there in that Bears offense. Speaking of another wide receiver, let's go to Pittsburgh. That's right. James Washington hunts with Duck Hodges on Mondays and then catches passes from him on Sundays. He's you, got. You, f- you hear a lot about the different ways team, teammates connect. You don't often hear about duck hunting. Duck hunting. But it's working. It's a tradition that many have counted on in the past to build chemistry. <laughs> it's worked for James Washington and Duck Hodges. Four catches for 111 yards and a touchdown this past week. He's got a touchdown in three of his past four games. I'll be honest with you, Matthew. I don't feel super strongly about James Washington as a waiver wire ad. He's available in nearly 80% of leagues. But if you need some upside and you're looking for a player that has a chance to go for 100 yards and a touchdown in a game, even on three to five catches, James Washington fits the bill. And another great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals out in Arizona where you know weather will be no concern What? So, yeah, ever. I mean, that's the thing. The matchup is Arizona. I, I think there are better options in a standard league. But if you're in a deeper league, you know, where James Washington is still available, he's somebody to consider, especially given the the connection with Hodges and the match with Arizona. That's the thing that that uh, gets you excited. But to your point, the volume has it's been it's been big play dependent. Yep. Hey, field, you know, that fantasy football feeling. You know, when the excitement for a new week builds, hey, maybe you just made the playoffs and now you're starting to flex your analytical skills by pouring over stats, studying charts, trying to spot trends to get yourself to week 15. Well, what if I told you you could use those same skills to invest and get that same sense of anticipation every single day? Because TD Ameritrade thinks you can. That's because a lot of the same analytical skills you use to set your lineup can help you build a portfolio. Not to mention TD Ameritrade has all the education and investing tools you need Do you feel confident when you take the trading floor? There's paper money, so you can practice trading risk-free. Charting to help you spot trends in the market. They'll even create an investing training plan that's unique to you and your needs, complete with exclusive videos, webcasts, and of course, and and, and courses as well. So they're going to design something entirely just for you, not some sort of cookie-cutter thing. It's going to be what you need. Here's what you do. You visit tdameritrade.com slash fantasy, and you can learn more. 
Once again, tdameritrade.com slash fantasy to get started. Member SIPC. Thank you for that, Matthew. Let's keep things rolling along. We and talked about James Washington, right. and he's got so, a teammate that's out there in a lot of leagues. He does. And again, I, I, I'm going to say this one more time. Like, really felt strongly about the early waiver wire ads we talked about to begin the program in both Rashad Penny and also Alexander Madison. Benny Snell needs some things to go in his favor, but he's available in 85 or close to 85% of leagues. 16 carries for 63 yards this past week, plus a touchdown. Uh, we talked about this on the show yesterday. He is a touchdown-dependent flex play because, as you have been hinting at during today's show, we don't know that James Conner is going to play on Sunday. The matchup is a fine one against the Cardinals this upcoming week, and Jalen Samuels seems to be back into the passing down back role, and Benny Snell seems to be the workhorse for Pittsburgh. He's kind of like Bo Scarborough, who's just found the end zone a bit more over the past couple of weeks. Their offense is limited with Duck Hodges. And so, you know, Benny Snell doesn't have a ton of passing down work. But last two weeks, he's gotten 65% of the running back carries for the Steelers. And he's gotten 10 of their 13 touches in the red zone. Right? So, or or at least of their carries in the the red zone. So, he's a guy they like as sort of a hammer. Uh, It's, he's one of, Thirsty Kyle notes this, one of six players with 16 carries in each of the past two weeks. So, the workload has been there. And if James Conner is out for this week and early signs out of Pittsburgh are that he's not playing, which by the way, I desperately need James Conner. Because I'm a moron. Because okay. I, I had James Conner, I had Jalen Samuels, I had Benny Snell. Once James Conner came back, I'm like, oh, I don't need Benny Snell anymore. I, need, I, you know, anyway, stupid. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, but the fact is, is that uh, I desperately need James Conner, which means he won't come back. Anyway, Benny Snell is out there and should get a heavy workload. You need a touchdown to pay off, as you mentioned, Field. But if you miss out on Madison, if you miss out on Penny, some of the other guys, you need somebody who's going to touch the ball a decent amount. Benny Snell should on Sunday, assuming James Conner is out. Do you have a bold pick for me? I sure do, Matthew. I have a very bold pick at quarterback. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick who plays up against the Jets and the Giants in subsequent weeks. So there's actually two-week utility here, Matthew. The last time uh, that we saw – he has played the Jets once before this season. But the last time we saw Fitzy was this past Sunday when he went 27 of 39 for 365 yards and three touchdowns with one interception, nearly 27 fantasy points. I don't need to describe – that there's risk for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We all know there's plenty of risk for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Heck, this entire Dolphins offense comes with some risk, right? Sure. As good as it's been in moments this year, obviously this is a team that is still talent bereft. But if you are staring down a really bad matchup or your quarterback is somebody that you have been struggling with throughout the season, then Ryan Fitzpatrick or you're playing against somebody and you you, you, you cannot get you know, somewhere between 14 and 20 fantasy points. You need maybe the chance for 25 fantasy points this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has 20-plus in four of his last seven, to me, is a bold one that does fit the bill. No risk it, no risk it, Matthew. That is what they say. That is what they say. By the way, the schedule could not be better for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Plays the Jets this week, then at the Giants, home to Cincinnati. Patriots in Week 17, you don't love that. Of course not. But that's fun. next right there, three though, opponents, huh? 17th or worse in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks it's crazy like again i am telling you there are plenty of worlds that exist and when in which ryan fitzpatrick does not do this but if they play well like fitz could go for 65 fantasy points over the next three weeks that's crazy it's 100 percent within the realm of possibility because to your point their defense is bad teams are going to score on them they can't run the ball 
so they have to throw. Yeah, they're going to sign a running back this week or do something. Something, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's Patrick Laird, but but we're not even not recommending Patrick Laird as a uh, as a pickup this right. week. Like, right? It's all about the pass catcher. It's all about it's the pass Kiseki catcher. So and it's, it's, it's Devontae Parker correct. and you know Alan Hearns and like they'll they mix and match it. But Fitzy, for all of his uh, you know foibles, has produced nice use of foibles. Huh? I like that. Nice use of foibles. foibles right thank there. you. I. You know, he is somebody that has supported multiple fantasy relevant pass catchers and he's been fantasy relevant himself. You know, he uh he makes the love list this week. I like others it. receiving votes, but he makes the love list this week. So. Daniel, bring it on home for us with something something. It's New York Times bestselling author Matthew Berry with another self serving, self indulgent all about me promo. At this point of the season, hopefully you made the playoffs, but uh, for some people that didn't or want just some more more fantasy action, you're playing DFS, you're playing daily fantasy sports, and if you do, you might need some help. So I want to talk to you a little bit about rotopassdaily.com, which is what I've done is I've gone out and I've collected what I think, personally, my favorite sites for DFS that have the best lineup builders, that have the best projections, that have the best stats, that have the best analysis, right? So it's my friends over at Numberball, at uh, Football Outsiders, and you get all their DVOA uh, database. You get uh, Roto Grinders, which is a great... Uh, lineup builder, you get RotoWire, and of course ESPN Plus. You get a six month, uh, subscription or a one month subscription, depending on which plan you choose, uh, to ESPN Plus, where our friend Al Zeidenfeld does his best buys every single week. You can also watch the fantasy show with Secret Squirrel and myself and everything else that ESPN Plus has to offer. So, uh, it's a great deal. It's a, it's a bunch of, pro- uh, great sites for one low price. If you use the promo code BLACK, B-L-A-C-K, in honor of Black Friday that just happened, you get 15% off. So, rotopassdaily.com for all your DFS needs. Let's uh, let's see if we can improve your game. Nice stuff there, Daniel. Give us a word. You know, Fantasy Focus is brought to you by ADT Field. Mm, I knew that. What does real protection mean for our listeners, Matthew? You always ask me that, and, and I'm never allowed to answer. <clears throat> That's accurate. You can get all the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security. You get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you. You get 18,000 employees safeguarding you and your family with connection to first responders. You get the nation's number one home smart security provider. You can get a secure smart home with everything from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras, smart locks and lights controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. You get a system custom designed to fit your home. Safety on the go, in the car, or when your kids are at school with the ADT Go app and an SOS button. Please support ADT because they support us. They are one of the sponsors that helps make this podcast be possible and funded so that it is a free podcast for everyone to have. So go out, support ADT. But for now, we're going to kick it on over to Not Cool Keith. Got a few questions for you guys. Jim wants to know, how does your roster construction change come the fantasy playoffs? More of a focus on handcuffs, more focus on boom bust guys if you're an underdog? Yeah, I think, I, I think Jim, you kind of just stated how it, how it goes. Cause it depends on which team you have, right? Like if I don't have, like if you went zero RB and you pieced it together and all of a sudden you're sitting here and like I was talking to somebody who's in the War Room League playoffs today. Um, and their running backs right now are Carlos Hyde and Joe Mixon. 
I'm like, no, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh my God, you need to move mountains to make sure that you drop another valuable flex to make sure that you have Giovanni Bernard, right? Like, I think Bernard is useful if Mixon gets hurt or something like that, but depends on how your roster is constructed. If you have Zeke or Dalvin Cook or any of the other top running backs, Leonard Fournette, that have a clear-cut handcuff, yes, you need to have a handcuff there. But yeah. boom-bust guys are worth having. I think you want both, a mix of both. Yeah, I think it depends on the rest of your roster and also what the specific player is because for a handcuff to be valuable, it needs to be like, you need to know, number one, they're definitely the guy, and number two is that if there was an opportunity for that player to play, that they would be successful. Right. Like, we're talking about Darwin Thompson, for example. Like, I think a Kansas City Chiefs running back will be successful, but we just don't know about, you know, Daryl Williams, Damon Williams, Sean McCoy, whole thing. Like, but Alexander Madison, if he were to get the gig, I think he'd be very successful. Tony Pollard, if he were to get the gig, he would be very successful. Um, I would think, you know, we've seen it somewhat with Wayne Gallman when Saquon Barkley went down. Like, but like with Christian McCaffrey. And Latavius Murray, obviously, if Alvin something happened yep. with Alvin Kamara. But, like, with Chris McCaffrey, like, it'd probably be some mixture of Reggie Bonifant and Mike Davis. Right. You don't know. Yep. You don't know. That's, I, I'm with you. There's too much uncertainty you in know, that one to pound the table for one player right. only as opposed to uh, the other situations, which, by the way, this week's waiver wire column does include a handcuff section, which lists the players that I believe are preferred handcuffs for top running backs. All right, Keith, so what else? be sure to check that out. Yeah, it's a nice touch to the column for sure. Good job, Field. Thanks, Keith. Yeah. No, very sweet. Andre uh, wants to know, how do you feel about Debo Samuel the rest of the way? Is he more reliable than guys like Sony Michelle and Will Fuller? Sony Michelle, yeah. I mean, yeah, Sony Michelle's been I tough. Know Michelle I, do, I do believe great... that Patriots running back game is going to get going, but I've been uh, saying that like yeah. for a month and a half I know. Now, They've so. got a great schedule coming up in terms of facing opponents that have struggled yeah. to defend the run this year, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins to finish things up for the Patriots, but... Um, how do I feel about Debo Samuel? I feel like he's a flex play with some upside, which is the yeah. same way I feel about Will Fuller. Yeah. Brandon Michelle, I'm not sure how much upside there is. Yeah, I mean, reliable's tough because Debo Samuel, it's basically been the scoring. Like he's getting like two or three catches a game, right? And then, but one turns into a big play. Well, he had eight in back to back games, and now he's got two in back to back games, right? But in those two games, he had two touchdowns. That's right. Yeah, it was a big so. But now with Emmanuel Sanders back and George Kittle back, like the, the games where he got the eight, I believe both Sanders and Kittle were out for those Sanders games. Sanders played, but was, been, was playing through pain. Kittle did not play. Right. So, and th- we know they want to be a run-first team. So, um, I would say I don't feel more reliable. No, I would not say more reliable. I think about the same amount of reliability. So, it's a little bit of sort of yep. matchup dependent and how lucky do you feel there, uh, I think they're all right. They're all sort of boom bust flex plays that if they score, they pay off for you. And if they don't, it, it'll be ugly. Last question here comes from GM it wants to know, you called Devonte Parker a set it and forget it wide receiver. Can I get a name game to see who I play him over? I think this is Chris Greer who is asking this question, but I'm not positive. Does that work? Can I, can I be the one that calls for a name game or no? You could do that. First name game. I'll make Fields into a cranky old man before the end of the year. People view me as like an exciting young outfield prospect. You're like a homeless person. He can get off my lawn. You use insane ice cream for breakfast logic. Shout out to Kelly Clarkson, my favorite American Idol of all time. Stop it. Yeah, I went there. Fields insane. It's not just me, right, Daniel Dopp? Really? You are drinking the Kool-Aid. You are buying the hype. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) That's half full, Nate. Nate, I called you Nate. I'm punch drunk. This feels like a no-fly zone to me. Uh, You guys are all... Uh, All right, Matthew, here we go. Start reading off some players based off of season-long scoring up to this point. Keenan Allen or Devontae Parker? 
Keenan Allen. Correct. Me as well. Um, Tyler Lockett, we talked about earlier. Or Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. I feel the same way. It's Devon Diggs or Devontae Parker. I think I feel better about Devontae Parker. Yeah, that one's close. I feel better about Diggs, but just by a little bit. Yeah, uh, It's probably because I have Diggs, so it's just like I, I'm too reliant on him. Because um, my wide receivers are so ugly in the league where I have Diggs. Devontae Parker or Kenny Galladay? Galladay. Same here. Adam Thielen or Devontae Parker? Understanding we don't know when he'll return. I think Parker. But, but if he plays, but if, if, plays, if Thielen plays, it'd be Thielen. By the way, like, why are we name gaming when it's week 14? Like, you're not going to trade, you can't trade for these players. They're not going to be available on the waiver wire. Like, yeah, but it could be like a, which one can you play over top of? Like, no, if you have Devontae Parker or any of these guys. Like, then yeah. what I would, success, I would suggest is you check the rankings. Check the rankings. Yeah. On ESPN.com hey guys, if you're or the allergic, app, I'm a company man. I, no, I get it. Okay. Hold on. If you're allergic to fun, it's fine. And okay. I get it. I get it with no, Matthew like, Field, but it's not with I, you. I, I'm I surprised. Like, we do these and it's like... It's, you're wait, spry. You're, you're sprightly. Yeah. I'm allergic to fun. I think, well, you know. Really? I think you're allergic to fashion. You know what I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you right now. You are... I don't think there's been a phrase you've uttered on this podcast you are going to regret more than saying that I'm allergic to fun because you know what I'm going to do? Oh, great. I'm going to torture you uh, because here's – so everyone here understands. I just want you to understand what, what Daniel's job is to do in addition to producing the podcast is to, he oversees the content of the show. So in essence, anything that goes out over the air ultimately falls under Daniel. So uh, you know, for the dynamic of this show, I sort of – I, I fall up under Daniel, right? So example, correct? So, I, yes, so I'm your boss. I, like, you just say it. Rules, I'm your boss. If I, if, yeah. I, if I if I break the rules, if I go over the line, ultimately that falls on you. And so, like, if I start going down a path, yes. where it's a little bit dangerous, a little bit of a gray zone, a little bit of an area where uh, where the where our Disney friendly bosses would not want me to go, ultimately, Daniel, that's going to be on you. And I'm going to be like, hey, hey, oh, you told me I was allergic to fun. Why are you allergic to fun? You told me I'm so. I'm just saying you right. I'm telling you right now. I'm warning you with peace and love that that is going to be a phrase that will haunt you for at least the next year. Listen, all I can Long hear is just to the swear jar welcome to the danger zone in my head, playing right. over and over, Matthew yeah. Barry. Right. To indulge right. those out there who like to have fun, a few more here: Devontae Parker or DJ Chark. Still Chark. Same here: Devontae Parker or DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Devontae Parker or Calvin Ridley. Devontae Parker. Oh, give me Calvin Ridley. Devontae Parker or T.Y. Hilton? Parker. I mean, who knows when Hilton's coming back? Correct. Uh, Devontae Parker or Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Feel the same way there. Devontae Parker or Jarvis Landry? Uh, Landry? Yeah, feel the Can same I, way there. Wow. So, uh, and this but is like, for I rest mean, of season is what you're yeah, saying? Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last one here. Yeah, I'm, by the way, the Ridley answer is I'm assuming Julio's coming back this week. I mean, that, that would be, that's, if, if Julio's out, then, and okay. who knows, but if, if Julio were out, that would change my answer on Ridley. He won't obviously. score a touchdown either way, whether he's out or whether he plays, yeah. but yeah, he'll probably Devontae Parker or Robert Woods? Still Woods. Yeah, me too. Woods has just seen a massive, massive target here. But that gives you an idea. Again, we feel like he's about a top 20 or so wide receiver yeah. for the rest of the season. 100%. The volume's been really good. Happy to see him play as well as he has. He is, in my estimation, one of the most improved players in the NFL this season. A reminder, we're back on Friday. This is sort of our let's get to the finish line schedule. So on Friday, we'll have a full preview podcast, injuries from Star, Fanya, Matthew, and I will have all the questions you want answered, like, should I really sit Tyler Lockett on Sunday? Can I really do that on Sunday night? We'll discuss that and more in the meantime. Again, a reminder, it's V-Week. Do your small part to support, if you can, 
We would appreciate it greatly. V.org slash donate. And again, if you'd like, if you do make a donation and you would like a copy of all the songs that we play here on the 06010, you can send a copy of that receipt to 06010music at gmail.com and our friends Kitten Chip will send you all the songs. So just a, a nice little reward for, uh, helping us to fight cancer. Talk to you guys on Friday. We'll see you then. Peace out. Says he loves college hoops and talking tribe. Like Shefty and Secret Squirrel, he's a two phone guy. If you look at the start of bowling league, he already has a team. The editor of all our fantasy. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Gemini, you may find yourself struggling with alertness today. That's because you stayed up last night celebrating the hundreds of dollars a year you could save by switching to GEICO. Your struggle will continue well into the afternoon during Philip's status meeting, in which you'll say, No, Philip, I wasn't snoring. I have severe seasonal allergies. Your presentation was riveting. Well played, Gemini. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.